Hello there, you're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. Today we are speaking with Sebastian Elbgren, Portfolio Manager of Smart Manufacturing at Ericsson, a 5G and Internet of Things, or IoT, company founded in 1876 and headquartered in Stockholm, Sweden. Other positions that Sebastian has filled at Ericsson during his 13-plus year tenure includes Head of Process Management, Product Quality Improvement Manager, and Production Engineer. Prior to Ericsson, he worked at Ving. He received his Master of Science in Automation and Megatronics at Chalmers University of Technology. Sebastian, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Let's start with an overview of Ericsson for those who may not be as familiar. Uh, the company's been a leader in Industry 4.0. Uh, what are the specific emerging technologies that Ericsson considers priorities for adoption by manufacturers? So as, as Ericsson is a telecom company, uh, of course, 5G is the technology that we see as, as uh, the most important. And if we look specifically within the, the 5G uh, area, so to say, we see a strong uh, drive for what we call dedicated networks. So that's a private 5G network optimized for industrial use cases. So you get your own 5G network uh, that fulfills the needs for, for a manufacturer. And I think a lot of people know about 5G. I think that the connection to industry is something they may not be as familiar with. And so what is the importance of 5G technologies in smart manufacturing? So we see, I mean, the, the smart manufacturing concept means that everything is data driven and therefore everything needs to be con connected in a good way so the data can flow. Uh, and also the industry 4.0 is about flexibility. So you need to have a flexible connection between uh, all the things you have in your factory. Uh, and uh, 5G is bringing that flexibility and, and, uh, and being a wireless technology and can provide the, the flexibility that is needed. But it also has the stability and security that is needed for industrial use cases. So that's where we see it's a very good combination. You go both get flexibility of a wireless connection and you get the security and stability that you normally only would have for, for cable connections. And what are the most common um, technologies powered by 5G and IoT platforms that manufacturers are, how, I mean, what are they currently adopting? So I would say quite common use cases now are, of course, uh, predictive maintenance, deploying sensors, collecting data. That's a quite easy use case to start with. Uh, we also see a lot of, of AGVs uh, or, or other mobile robots that, that are being connected. Uh, of course, that's, that's, a, that's a quite a straightforward use case for wireless technology. Um, during the corona now, we have also seen more and more uh, remote support using AR that, uh, or that's been introduced. So I would say that those are kind of the areas where we see the uh, adoption. What are some of the issues uh, that companies may have with uh, with 5G and and, uh, and IoT strategic deployment and management? I mean, that's that's a whole set of factors outside of of what Ericsson, uh, you know, is uh, you know the technologies. But what what do you do to help them uh, during the adoption and 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 developing those strategies and, and management mechanisms around that? Yeah, I think I mean, one part here is that what, what we see is that uh, it's one thing to start connecting a lot of things, but you also need to have an IT infrastructure that can actually take care of all those connected IoT devices and all that data. And the traditional IT infrastructure of a company is often optimized for 
handling uh, the office network and laptops. And then suddenly you start to introduce a lot of, of uh, new robots, video cameras or whatever, and, and the system is not built for that, both when it comes to, to, to capacity, and, uh, but then also for, for security, as, as these are devices that don't have the normal antivirus, firewalls, Microsoft updates or whatever. They are, they are simple devices and, and need to be protected. Um, so I would say that's that's often a challenge to um, introducing and connecting. Yes, that that's that's uh, quite easy, but then to uh, to actually connect it to the rest of your infrastructure could sometimes be a challenge. And there we are trying to work with with the ecosystem that we are building with the partners we have to kind of package the use cases and the solution as, as easy as possible. So we have worked hard with the network to make it very accessible. This complex technology could be deployed very easily. But now what we're doing is also to take the complete use cases together with our partners and package those so they could, they could be deployed in the same way. I would guess you, I mean, you, you have companies that are at uh, all different levels and at each end of the spectrum in terms of their adoption levels and and their familiarity with these technologies. So so you're using the as I understand it, you're using the uh, the, the case studies as a as a way to help guide them in the process. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we see. I mean, this is is very much driven by the the large companies now who have t time to and money to invest in 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 doing uh, proof of concept and and getting to know the technology automotive industry very strong here but we're trying to take that that learnings that we get from these companies uh package those solution wise and then also uh, make them accessible in in reports and and we also have tools where uh, any company can go in and try out different scenarios and see how would this affect their return of investment or whatever I'm trying to do. So to make this accessible for those companies who, who can't put their time and money to, to play around with the technology, so to say. So we, we need to move those learnings down to the, the, the rest of the industry. Let's talk th about that going down the supply chain to... Uh you know, beyond the larger companies to the, uh, you know, to the, uh, what we call it, you know, tier two and beyond, you know, suppliers who, um, you know, may not have the, the time or money to pursue uh, solutions that, that do not have a clear ROI. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that the case studies will help that in part, uh, but what can they do or what are you suggesting they do to reduce the uncertainty in pursuing uh, Industry 4.0 in general and 5G technologies specifically? I think it's it's important to to take the the, the rollout stepwise to to uh, to uh, to do it one step at a time. Don't try to go for a big bang and connect everything in your factory. Uh, also important to to know that you have, I mean you have a purpose with what you're doing. We see a lot of companies just starting to collect all the data that they possibly can connect, uh, just because they heard that that it's important to have a lot of data. I think that it's it's better to to be very focused on what you're doing. You know that this data is val valuable. I would have a good uh, ROI on, on, on this, and then you take that as a first step, and then you build on that, uh, because there are so much things to learn while doing this. So, so start with some simple things like maybe uh, predictive maintenance, uh, where it's quite straightforward how to do it, and then build on, on that deployment. That, that would be my advice. Are you finding it easier uh, for companies that already have strong you know, business structures, you know, they have you know, they're they're looking at systems integration. They have a culture of continuous improvement. 
Definitely. I, I mean, this this fits very well into the uh, lean manufacturing concept. So, so this is just bringing new tools to that. So, so, um, so I think that that fits very nicely. Uh, also, companies who have done kind of their homework uh, when it comes to um, um, to the fragmentation of of applications that I do using in in a, a factory. You see, a lot of of companies might have that every single factory have their own solutions and their own homemade software for doing things. And, and that's quite complex to implement there. If some companies have done their homework, start to rationalize and have the same solution, then it's much easier to, to add on new technologies. Uh, I've seen a few of those. So <laughs> um, let's let's unpack how cellular technology will, will play a, or, or is already playing a critical role and uh, solving productivity, supply chain disruptions, and even skills gaps. Um, I am, I'm curious, um, you know, how can this be used to uh, allow companies to produce more customized solutions for customers? Yeah, so again, it comes to the, the flexibility. If you have the, uh, the wireless connectivity enables you to, to add or remove production equipment in a very simple fashion uh, as volumes go up and down or product mixes changes. Um, we all, I also think that the, the ability to collect a lot of data, it would be important uh, for this customization because when you have more and more customized products, the, the batches become smaller. Uh, so you don't have a lot of time to gather data, understand doing root cause analysis, stuff like that. You need to collect massive amounts of data in a very short time uh, to to avoid any quality issues, to so understand what is happening all the time. Traditionally, you were running the same products for, for, for years and years, and you had time to debug. Now you have to do that, that online, working with your digital twin, working in your factory, and have all these sensors. Again, you need a technology that can handle this high density. And then I think there's another thing that, that we haven't really touched here. Uh, and I mean, we're talking about 5G as there's the local connectivity, what's happening inside a factory. But we are actually have a global infrastructure outside of the factory, which also is 5G. So we can actually move between those two worlds. And we can talk about use cases where we are connecting uh, not only the factory, but the whole supply chain. And we can connect the whole life cycle of a product. Uh, and I think that that will be super important because the customization, it's not only about what you can do in your factory, you also need to make sure that all your suppliers are following this and, and are connected in, in, and, and can deliver. And you need to have a direct connection to the customer who wants this customized uh, product. And again, I think 5G can be this, uh, this connectivity. Well, we have experienced a, a, a number of supply chain, excuse me, supply chain disruptions um, whether from the pandemic or, or even uh, with what happened in the Suez Canal, and and you are, are indicating that uh, that you know that this could actually help ameliorate some of those issues. Yeah, definitely. And and I mean we we've see, uh, I mean the further back you are in the supply chain, the I mean, the, the, the whip effect, so to say. So that, so it's easy to, when you're close to the customer, but further back it's it's getting more and more complex. So you need to have a very good connection throughout the whole of the supply chain to make this work. And how do you extend this to um, helping to solve this, the skills gap issue? There's definitely, um, that's definitely been a major topic uh, here in the U.S. And uh, and so I'm, I wanted to see what uh, what Ericsson is doing and helping to, uh, you know, to at least provide some part in the solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we see the, uh, there is a shift in 
the generation shift and we have an older uh, population in, in Europe as well. So, so we see that the, the problem in, in, in the cases. And I think that the two parts here, we, we need to make industry attractive for, for the new generation and give them the tools that they are used to. So they, 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 they have a work environment that they like. And, and, and um, I think that all, putting all of these new technologies there will help to do that, that we may completely shift the way you are working uh, in the industry. And it will also make it possible for, uh, I mean, the introduced production of this technology to, to have the, um, the workers with all the knowledge stay in, in, in and being productive for a longer time because we can support them in a better way. And therefore we'll have more time to, to pass on that knowledge to, uh, to the next generation, so to say. Do you have any favorite case studies on, on how 5G technologies can transform businesses? Uh, I read about the 5G shipyard. Yeah, that's that's a very cool uh, example uh, in connecting this big shipyard. And, and then you really see how we, how we can augment the workers there because they are there's so many different things going on and there are big distances and, and to be able to to um, to have all the system support that you need for, for doing uh, whatever you should do with this digital twins, you can have expert support. Uh, you don't need to stop and wait for somebody to come in there. I think that that's a that's a very good example of uh, of how you can use this technology when you bring <clears throat> all the pieces together from the drawing board all the way out to the to the guy doing the welding. Uh, and 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 I think in general, what we see here is is really a, a democratization of of the te technology. Because suddenly, uh, the guys on the shop floor, he has the same system support and all the knowledge that somebody you know, back office normally only had, and he can take the decision, and that would speed up things enormously uh, uh, when, when we are able to do this. Oh, that's fantastic! Do you have any other examples that uh, come to mind? Uh, I think in, in, in general, the, um, uh, what we see from the car industry and how that ecosystem is growing, we see the big guys are starting to move and they are pulling the rest of their ecosystem around them uh, in this direction, uh, both when it comes to equipment suppliers and, and, and uh, sub-suppliers of, um, of parts, all the way back, I would say, to, to the steel uh, plants. Um, uh, where we actually see it, I mean, that would be a very traditional industry, but there's a lot of engagement there. And I think it's all through this pull from the car industry. So it's very nice to see how that ecosystem is is growing and, and, uh, and um, yeah, adopting this new technology. What's next for Ericsson? What are you working on uh, that would be on the horizon? Of course, it would be 6G then, but that's a couple of years ahead. But uh, so, when it, in more more near, near time, and, and looking at the 5G part, I would say we have some some exciting new releases coming out. Where it come, we would um, have even lower latency and higher reliability that would make it possible to address um, uh, even more real-time industrial applications. Looking at what's happening inside a PLC and so on, that would be really exciting once we have that. And, and there are also releases now coming out with uh, precise location, so indoor precise location, uh, which I would think will unlock a lot of exciting use cases in a factory when when you can track everything that's that's moving at very simple and at a low cost. So, I mean, it's, nothing is too big to get lost in a factory. So, um, so I think that that would be very appreciated. Well, I look forward to learning about it. Thank you very much, Sebastian, for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me.